Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I am honored to be joined today by Mauli Norainen, founder and CEO of Zeblock Computational. Welcome, Mauli. Thank you so much for this opportunity, and it's been a pleasure and a privilege to work with Intel, and I appreciate the opportunity to share my thoughts. Well, can you give our listeners a little feedback about yourself? Because I think you have an amazing background. So can you talk a little bit about your background and what inspired you to found Zeblock? We always love to have founders on this show. Great, great. Happy to share my story. So I'm your proverbial immigrant coming to this country from India, 1996, with the two suitcases. <laughs> and I got a master's degree in computer science and engineering. Always had a passion for building new ideas and new products. And I did a venture early on, you know, after my grad school, came close to selling to IBM. The market had tanked at that point, so the deal fell apart, but got into some really interesting work in large financial institutions like JP Morgan and Bear Stearns and developed mission-critical systems. At one point, I was the chief architect on a project called Compute Backbone, which did 10,000 CPU grid computing clusters at a time when words like private cloud and cloud computing were not in fashion. And most my journey in the financial institutions the startup bug was always there, and in uh, 2015, I got out to start a venture focused in the life sciences area on digital biomarkers and targeting the aging population problem with automation and sensors and AI, and ended up building you know, shoes, the first of its kind in the world, with sensor fuse, foot plantar pressure, and inertial measurement, and streaming data into the real world under real-world conditions into the cloud and applying AI to understand and synthesize behavioral patterns. The vision was to really build, you know, shoes as a medical device. Very, very interesting concept was widely appreciated. And, you know, I presented at many events about this, but the commitment did not come through and market had issues at that moment. So I pivoted towards, you know, using AI, democratizing AI was the mission, and we implemented a first cluster at Stony Brook University, and within six months, we were able to harness about 20 tensor petaflops of capacity and had like 100 plus researchers actively utilizing the model training environment and model optimization environment we had built out. And the feedback was, oh, this is super productive. And, you know, we latched onto that. And that was the starting point for this venture, the Block Computational, which I started in 2019. And our focus is scaling AI for edge and the enterprise markets. That's a great story and it's a great journey. Can you give our listeners insight into your new AI micro cloud solution? Okay, so I'm going to set the mission on why we do what we do. And then I'm going to talk about AI microcloud, if that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, so the mission for us at Zedlock is to improve AI modeler productivity, lower the cost per AI inference insight, promote AI API economy, and enable cost-effective scaling at the edges. So it's like the four core pillars. Productivity is a very key thing. You know, just at the Intel conference, there was a very interesting panel discussion on what is more important, you know, productivity or performance when it comes to AI? Because a lot of these projects fail. And the resounding answer there was productivity. Again, so we've been focused on AI modeler productivity since inception. And lowering the cost per insight in that AI journey is very key. And we are also introducing this notion of AI API economy, like the API economy that existed for data. We're talking about AI as assets and enabling in an API economy. So that is the mission. And the problem and the opportunity that we are focused on is that by 2035, there's going to be 1 trillion edge devices. And a fundamental shift is happening in the marketplace in the next decade. If you apply the simple 80-20 rule, 80% of data processing today happens in large data centers and public cloud environments and on-premise data centers. We are, we are seeing a shift where, you know, 80% of the data processing is actually going to shift to these multi-access edge compute data centers. These are data centers by the curbside, inside kiosks, inside smart poles and towers, you know, closet in a mall. These edge locations are really going to be the point of data origination and consumption. So that's a fundamental pivot. A second thing that we are saying here in the market as we talk to a lot of CIOs is that, you know, there is a desire to start looking at AI ISVs as really content. There are thousands of independent software vendors that create unique mousetraps, computer vision, language processing, augmented analytics, time series analytics, explainability. There are various names for these types of classes of algorithms. But from an enterprise point of view, the simplicity to be able to look at this as just content. Imagine like Netflix, right? ISV could be anybody. And a lot of these guys develop their applications in public cloud environments. And oftentimes the deployments need to happen at the edge location. So I really see that the view of the enterprise, the desire for the market to look at AI as content is where you know, our focus is, to be able to aggregate these assets and to be able to you know, package, distribute these assets as API that can be rapidly ingested into enterprise business processes to bring novel applications in smart cities and healthcare, in financial industry and many other domains. So that is the mission. That's what we focus on, and our flagship product is called AI MicroCloud. Outstanding. So, you know, for our listeners who are new to Zebalak Computational, can you talk a little bit about where you achieve efficiency and productivity? And it's not just about the products that you use from Intel. We can talk about that in a minute, but talk about why it's so important to focus on those two areas and then get benefits out of performance, sure. But again, productivity is key. Can you talk a little bit more about that and why it's so important for modelers? Fantastic. That's a great question. And I just love talking about that. 
So from an AI modeler perspective, the focus is how quickly can I get my first model out, right? I have a large set of data. You know, I've got to do a lot of things, getting the data staged up and all that, but how quickly can I turn around and iterate on my first model that I can publish, right? And see what it does. And model training, you know, there are a whole bunch of optimization strategies that have emerged. There are optimizations specific to chip architectures. There are software tools that are being released by vendors, including Intel and NVIDIA and others that optimize the AI frameworks like, you know, TensorFlow, PyTorch, many others to the specifics of the chip architecture that it needs to run on, right? And there are multiple other strategies that are emerging and these are focused on, you know, transfer learning models and, you know, doesn't require full-blown training, but call it lightweight training. So multiple strategies can be employed. What is happening in the market at the moment is that the modelers, you know, though they get access to binaries or perhaps even Docker containers from these vendors that can be utilized, there is a bottleneck in the enterprise environment because a lot of the software has to be integrated into the developer tool chains within the enterprise environment. There is the whole CI-CD pipelines, which are very unique to every enterprise. You know, the code scanning that needs to happen. And there is no access to the multi, you know, heterogeneous, multi-CPU, GPU, XPU environments. And modelers really need to get abstracted. Modelers should not have to think about, do I run this on a Xeon? Do I run it on Gaudi? Do I run on you know, NVIDIA processor or AMD processor, whatever the case might be. For them, the model activity, they should be able to just talk and, you know, say, I need to speed up my optimization workloads. And in some cases, it has to be on-premise. In some cases, it needs to be in public cloud environments because the enterprise strategies differ, right? To abstract out this multi-cloud meta-scheduling, orchestration, heterogeneous chip architectures, to really get the fastest possible experience for them to schedule these optimization jobs is where the secret for productivity lies. And that's what we focus on. You know, that is very unique to your philosophy and your mission. I love to hear that. Can you talk a little bit about how you've used Intel technologies and what it's like to be a part of the Intel Disruptor program? Great. First, I'm going to talk about the Intel Disruptor program, then I'm going to talk about the technologies. It's been a privilege to be recognized in the Disruptor program. Intel has you know, opened doors for us from a go-to-market perspective, some channel partnerships, demand gen type activities, and just getting access to the Intel analytics team that is working on state-of-the-art algorithms and optimization activities and such. So it's really, you know, opened us to numerous possibilities. And, you know, we are very excited to bring some of these technologies to the customers. So this partnership is huge, and we are very grateful for the Disruptor program. Specifically, when it comes to the Intel software and Intel hardware. So... Intel has this whole view of end-to-end AI software suite. You know, it's a multi-layered stack, bottom-up, you know, one DAL, one DNN, one CCL, many other core 
compiler level optimized frameworks, which are then utilized in various layers of software tools like TensorFlow and PyTorch and many others. Intel has acquired companies that do optimization like SIGOPT, you know, hardware level technologies, including neural compressors, many other things exist. And when it comes to the broader edge market, Open Dino tool, you know, is very unique and we see a lot of traction with our customers with that. So there's AI data analytics at scale related components. And then you have higher level toolkits and frameworks that Intel releases. So we work with Intel to make sure that we are the bridge to the enterprise to adopt these things most efficiently. So things like OpenVINO are you know, fully integrated into workflows within the AI microcloud. Within a few clicks, a modeler can open up an OpenVINO environment, bring down the models, you know, aggregate you know, models into an app store type construct. So it's very core for you know, AI application and then model serve these to the edge locations. Again, the edge location could be mix and match of, you know, it could be Lenovo, Supermicro, Advantic, a variety of OEM manufacturers at the edges. It really doesn't matter. So we have this blue layer that allows for build once run anywhere type of capability that seamlessly pulls in Intel hardware and Intel software. Well, that's why you're part of the Disruptor program. <laughs> well, Malik, can you give our listeners an opportunity to find out where they can learn more about Zebblock Computational? The website has a lot of information. We have recently updated our website as well. The best way to get more information is to reach out to us. We would love to do demos. We love conducting workshops with our customers. So I think those would be the two main approaches. You know, I will share some details along with the podcast, you know, as links for the users to click and, you know, see how to get it to hold of us. And finally, my favorite question, Maui, what does the future hold for AI and for Zebla? Great question. So before I jump into what I think the future holds for the company, and again, my opinion on the broader you know, industry, I want to do also a quick shout out to the ecosystem development challenge, right? The entire edge computing industry, we see it as an ecosystem challenge. The development of partnerships, you know, is extremely important. So we think of ourselves like the MS-DOS of the 1980s running on you know, IBM compatible PC clones, if you will, right, as an example. Right? Numerous OEM manufacturers are interested in the edge market. And, you know, the frameworks exist, the ISVs can be aggregated and brought in as content and delivered. So this requires us to work with numerous independent software vendors, ISVs, numerous channel partners that are bringing novel solutions to market, whether it is aggregators and managed solutions providers or VARs on one end or, you know, significant OEM manufacturers that are, you know, doing curbside data centers and things like that. So we've done a lot of announcements in the last three, four months, particularly with, you know, Autonomy Institute that is looking to build uh, smart pins through public-private partnership and deploy across the continental United States. The target for them is about 1 million pins. These are public infrastructure network nodes 
a smart pole with 5G and LiDAR and, you know, a hyper-converged box inside that can deliver AI assets and bring multi-tenancy to such environments. We have announced partnership with DataCube. It's a company out of UK that is bringing low-carbon footprint, sustainable computing-type plat- uh, hardware, you know, data center by the curbside. And they are involved in a lot of smart city initiatives. So that, we believe, is another significant announcement. And we are very excited to work with them in smart cities and telecom market segments. We have also made an announcement with Bluestar in terms of an aggregator bringing AI in a box type solution for smart cities, smart retail, smart real estate type areas and industry 4.0. And we have also you know, announced partnerships with ISVs. The ISVs, some of the software that they develop is where the magic is, you know, when it comes to verticalizing the micro cloud to specific industry segments. So when you think about retail, there are, you know, ISVs like Pather who do a great job of bringing that experience when it comes to smart cities and surveillance area. There are, you know, ISVs that we work with. Uh, we've also announced partnerships with companies like Tangent Works on Time Series Analytics and Kairo for explainable AI. And we believe by aggregating data analytics and, you know, insights from computer vision and verticalizing them is the core to the ecosystem development. So that is sort of the backdrop. Now, in terms of what I see as, you know, AI in the future, I think there are two flavors that I see emerging. One is very focused on, you know, the journey to create that insight. So we broadly call it the enterprise segment, but, you know, ultimately everything is an enterprise. So there is the AI journey to create an insight. And then there is the dissemination and distribution of insight, you know, extending the ID perimeter, if you will, from public cloud or on-premise all the way to the edge, right? So these are two broad categories. So the future of AI, as I see it, is, you know, extremely intelligent routing, automation, you know, auto ML capabilities and transfer learning models that really improve productivity. I think scaling in enterprise is all about productivity for modelers. I think we are probably a couple of years behind really understanding the cost characteristics of, you know, oh, I'm processing so many voice volumes a month and, you know, I'm paying millions of dollars in AWS bills and how do I lower my bill? And, you know, those things are going to come, you know, very quickly. But real challenge at the moment is improving the productivity. So, you know, the intelligent automation, intelligent routing, capabilities, some of the things that we are working on, I believe is going to be mainstream in the next three years. And it's going to be absolutely must have for the enterprises for them to lower the cost and time function. And when it comes to the edge market segment, like I said, extending out that perimeter all the way to the edge, the simplicity and ease with which you can bring a single pane of glass that looks at, you know, thousands of edge location deployments and manages the end-to-end life cycle for delivery, that I believe is going to be mainstream and that is going to be very key for bringing value to the end users and everyday users of AI. Outstanding. On behalf of Molly Narayanan, founder and CEO of Zeblock Computational, my name is Jake Smith and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. 
Wherever you may be, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. 